0: i Spaces And welcome to the ether. Today is Monday, February 7th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their Roadmap, Validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra each and every day. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. Terra Spaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have a Kinetic Money AMA and updates hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen.
1: Hi guys, just waiting for a little bit longer. Hayden is going to be asking the questions tonight. I'm just going to be facilitating, bringing people up if you've got any questions. And I think it's Mark from Kinetic that's on tonight, although not 100 percent sure and i think this all the format is just like the standard twitter spaces ama Um, i think aiden's got a few questions that we'll, we'll sort of lead off with and then after sort of 25 minutes half an hour or so if you've got questions for kinetic then i'll bring you up so i'm i'm really looking forward to hearing more about the phaser and if mark is here or any of the other guys from the kinetic team if you just want to request to speak and we'll get you up good morning rebel
2: gm everyone so can we also grab let's get um moon man and prickly pants on as well too they will be who we're speaking with today here we go approve moon man and
3: hey how's it going guys
2: amazing how are you going there
3: very good very good um, unfortunately, Mark, uh, something came up with him, and I'll, I'll tell what in a second. Uh, but I'm not sure if he will be m- making it today. Um, it's a bummer because he's the, the giga brain be- behind all of this. Um, but essentially, he, because he's so fo- focused on our launch, um, he forgot his wife's birthday, and he's kind of fixing, fixing that right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tending to bigger <make> problems. <laughs> <just, yeah. laughs>
3: so he, he got doxxed on Danko's video, and now this. So it's been a rough uh, week for him, I guess.
2: That's okay. I'm sure that we'll get through and I'm sure that there'll be plenty of great information for everyone here today. Now, as uh, Rebel was saying before, what's going to happen is this is an alpha hour for hours, essentially. Um, I've got a few questions, not too many today. Um, I think there's going to be a few people. I know that CIFI has expressed interest. He's got some probably more technical questions that he'd like to ask. I'll probably cover some of the more general questions to get this ball rolling. Uh, we'll do a little bit of an update on you know what's happening on Kinetic, a little bit of a rundown on how it works, try and gather a bit of information about the back end sort of mechanics. And then, um, yeah, we'll open up the floor probably in about 20 minutes' time. And um, it'll just be question time for a good 40 minutes there by the end of the hour. Hopefully, everyone comes away from this meeting knowing a lot more about Kinetic than they did before. Um, I know that I actually just listened to the GT Capital episode with Brian Lyon and Led Jimmy, and it was very, very informative. And so, one of the things I want to do is obviously try not to ask too many of the same questions, but also, you know, for people that are new, listen to this. It is essential that we'll also have to cover some familiar things too, so that they are brought up to speed. So, does that all sound good with you, Moonman?
3: Yeah, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, what's up? I'm excited. Um, yeah, we've we've been doing uh, the other AMA with GT, but I think a little bit of time has passed now, a couple of weeks, and obviously the space is moving super fast. So, yeah, super excited to share what we're kind of working on, um, what um, when we are planning the launch and how that will look like, um, and all all the other uh, things that are interesting for. Uh, people, so I guess uh, yeah. Let's get it started.
2: Fantastic! And just before we do, shout out to Terra Spaces, always doing an amazing job recording these spaces. Um, so Moonman, are you happy for me to call you that, or do you have another name you prefer to be called?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, let's go with Moonman for now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fantastic! Look, let's just start simple. Like, what is kinetic? If you can just give us a summary, like, what is kinetic? How does it work, and why do we want to use it?
3: Absolutely. Um. So in a nutshell, what Kinetic does is it allows users to take out a loan that essentially repays itself. So the way that works is that the user deposits a yield bearing collateral into Kinetic. In the beginning, this will be UST um, and and AUST, but we can dive into that uh, a little bit later. But this could be technically any um, other yield bearing collateral later. Um, And then it allows the user to take out the loan that's denominated. um, In the case of UST, it's denominated in KUST, which is our synthetic stablecoin. And the user can take out up to 50% of the collateral um, denominated in KUST um, out of uh, Kinetic. Um, And then in the back end, what Kinetic does, it deposits the UST into a yield pairing protocol. So initially, this will be Anchor. Um, But this could be obviously vary depending on the asset that's um, deposited. Um, And the yield that's generated from that is paying back the loan Mm -hmm. over time. Um, So what's cool about this is comparing to if, for example, a person has a certain amount of UST and now they want to go out um, and, for example, spend, I don't know, 5K, um, instead of lowering their collateral, um, their UST essentially, and spending that. Um, and then basically lowering the yeah capital efficiency because now there's 5k of his money missing that cannot earn uh, for example in anchor um, the collateral stays the same um, and essentially then pays the pays the loan back so um, yeah it increases the capital efficiency um, and one beautiful thing about it is that um, you take out a loan um, in an asset that's derived from the collateral. Um, the protocol will always treat these assets one by one, um, which means you can also not get liquidated in that sense. Um, so I guess that's in a nutshell. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure everyone has a different level of uh, understanding. Um, but yeah, obviously happy to dive into the different parts. Um, yeah, if there's any specific questions.
2: Sure. And so that was one of the parts that excited me the most when I listened to the GC Capital episode is this ability to take out, you know, K, you know, soul, K, Adam, K, whatever it may end up being against the original uh, asset that's been pro- provided as collateral. Because originally I thought it was just going to be UST and AUST. And so um, this really makes things quite interesting. Um, do you, well, one, actually let's just slow this down a little bit. As far as the assets that you have in mind to bring on as collateral, like sort of what are, what are the top of the pile for you? Is it gonna remain specifically within you know Terra ecosystem, or are you gonna go sort of more cross-chain sooner, or what's what's that sort of outlook?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um yeah, we start off with UST and AUST. Um that will be the version one that is um available at launch. Um obviously I think UST um, is kind of the most straightforward one. And then we thought AUST, um, you know, all of us in the team basically had AUST sitting on anchor where it's just sitting there and not doing much. So we figured, oh, why not just have users also put their AUST into Kinetic, um, so they don't have to deal with all the swapping it first, um, and then swapping it later back to uh, AUST. Um, so why not just integrate that? And then on the immediate roadmap after launch, um, I think Luna and uh, then obviously the synthetic would be K Luna um, is is probably one of the ones um, on the on the list that's kind of one of the first ones um but essentially yeah we we definitely want to uh, have other assets like cross chain assets um um on the roadmap as well um, essentially our protocol will be uh, decentralized from day one so ultimately it's up to the community what they want to add um i'd love to see uh, yeah Adam, all um all these all these kind of assets on there but um yeah i think it it will really go to where the demand is and the community can can kind of decide on um, what assets to onboard.
2: Yeah, right. So, okay. So, if I'm getting this right, just to just to be really clear here, this allows Kinetic will allow people to take out loans that pay themselves back, that they don't have to um, run the risk of liquidation on.
3: Um, yeah, ex- exactly. So, yeah, there's obviously a couple of ways. Um, so. What one can do is you take a loan out and you just wait um, a certain amount of time until that loan is fully paid back and then y- your collateral unlocks and you can kind of get that out. Or of course, um, if you want access to your collateral, um, you just have to kind of pay up the outstanding debt or just um, pull a uh, call a function that's called liquidate, which essentially um, basically pays off your outstanding uh, loan amount with uh, the collateral and then you receive kind of the, the rest. Um, so yeah, but essentially, um, there's no, no way to get liquidated in that sense, um, because the protocol treats the asset and the collateral always, uh, one-to-one, um, which, which, yeah, makes definitely for some interesting mechanics there.
2: Hmm. And so the, the most logical next question is, cause it sounds amazing. Um, and I've always got to play devil's advocate, but if something sounds too good to be true, then it, then it might well be. So, you know, what are the downsides here? What what's something that we're not factoring in if we can take out a loan and not risk liquidation and that loan pays itself down? Amazing. Great. But what what are we maybe not looking at here?
3: Yeah, so in my opinion, I think one one risk that's definitely something to keep in mind is kind of the risk of um KUST completely depegging from uh UST. Um what that would essentially mean is that everyone who has an outstanding loan um yeah, they can can pay it back um, for very cheap um, because if they have an outstanding $1,000 of KUST um, and they probably spent it already, but now they can buy, let's say, if in the worst case, KUST goes to 50 cents, um, then they can now pay down their loan uh, much, much cheaper, right? So I think depegging pegging um, is definitely one of the biggest risks, but because the protocol, um, yeah, treats them one-to-one, then it would be a big incentive for everyone who has an outstanding position to kind of pay down their debt. Um, but also for people to go to the phaser and convert um, so they can buy KUST off the market and convert it to UST via the phaser. Um, but then that essentially will help bring it up to PEG, right? So there's a other couple of mechanisms um, that will help um. Keeping the peg, one is of course uh, liquidity incentives for the KUSD UST pool. But what we're also doing is we want to build as many use cases around KUST as possible, um, so that that users can actually do stuff with KUST rather than um, taking out a loan and then swapping it right back or phasing it right back to UST, um, but actually do stuff with their KUST, which then kind of further decreases uh, the sell pressure. And I think the other risk, um, in my opinion, is um, protocol um safety if um in general, which we think through looping in the beginning, um this could be an issue. Um but what we do is um we essentially limit the amount you can take out to 50%, um, which doesn't eliminate looping completely, but it won't be allowing in the beginning for a degen box situation where you know it's like a 90% and then it can can be looped uh, multiple times. So we might raise that limit um, as kind of we go and we see the protocol gets gets healthier, um, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on in the beginning.
2: Sure. And so there's a couple of things that I'd love to do here with you, Moonman. It's just for anyone that may be completely new to all of this, can you just do a quick, you know, twenty second summary of looping and why that can pose a threat?
3: Yeah. So um, of course, one thing is, um, so if let's say we had a ninety percent. Um, uh, limit on taking out, um, yeah, uh, loans, then what basically could happen is the user um, starts looping. So essentially they swap their uh, UST back to the KUST, uh, sorry, the KUST that they took out, they swap it back to UST, put it back in the protocol, take more KUST out, swap it again. So on the one hand, that's a lot of sell pressure generated for KUST that results from uh, basically one, uh, deposit in the beginning so essentially the cell pressure that that one um, deposit in the beginning generates can be up to like 10x of the cell pressure if you let's say only take out once and then do something else with it um, so what we want to and then the other issue is of course um, more deposits for anchor which i guess um, is a common issue we're we're currently facing but um, essentially limiting how much can be taken out um, limits the user of the the yield that they can gain from continuously looping and taking out um yeah their their assets
2: okay gotcha and touching on the kust uses obviously you want to incentivize more use cases for ust to help stabilize the pig and obviously when we're talking about that we're talking about the synthetic assets so the kust against the ust um what are some of those plans you've got in place for that
4: uh
3: yeah so uh a lot, like a, essentially what we want to, or the vision we have is that uh, KUST is kind of available for, one thing is available for payment everywhere where currently uh, UST is available. So think about um, KUST just as another uh, stable in the Terra ecosystem. So this can really be a wide range of um, um, use cases. And we, we actually do have a couple of um, announcements for, for KUST integration uh, lined up. So definitely stay uh, tuned for that. but. It's really around, um, yeah, how can we disincentivize the user from swapping KUST to, to UST? So we're really looking at what do users do then with their UST? Is it, do they farm? Do they spend it? Um, do, they, do they just hold it in their wallet? Um, and then we kind of want to take these use cases and also build it in for, for KUST.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So ideally, you'd have KUST operating in the same way that UST does as you know the stablecoin part of a pair uh, for liquidity providing, and essentially you could have multiple pools that could be you know utilizing the, uh, KUST as one half of that pair.
5: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Hmm. That's very cool. I like that. Um. Okay. Very cool. And so regarding you know. We're talking about ways in which K-UST K, um, would be used. I'm aware that there's going to be K-LUNAR as well that's coming, yeah?
3: Um, that will definitely be something that's on, uh, that will be coming after launch. So this is something that won't be available on day one. Um, again, day one, the only uh, collaterals that users will be able to deposit is UST and AUST, and the one that take out is KUST. But yes, mm-hmm. the idea is definitely to do a LUNAR um, deposit where then the user can take a loan um, as K Luna, um, that's definitely something that's on the immediate roadmap.
2: Right. So, if I'm not mistaken, we're looking at a. The date hasn't been released yet for the exact launch, but it's going to be Q1, and then somewhere in the next few months, like after then, maybe later this year, we, we can expect to probably see K Luna later this year.
3: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So again, it will be partly up to uh, protocol governance, but um, yeah, that's definitely the plan.
2: Yeah, that was a really big thing that I enjoyed listening to uh, in that other in that other episode as well. Is that um, just how this has been done? Obviously, completely bootstrapped. You guys have been, you know, basically funding it all and taking no extra, uh, you know, venture capital or anything like that. Um, and and really focusing on this decentralization element, which I feel can get a bit lost at the moment. You know, we have we talk about DeFi a lot, and I'm using air quotation marks uh, in my room right now, but. Um, you know, it's not often we do, we do
1: see true... Uh, de- Hayden, I seem to have lost you there a little bit. You still there?
5: Well, he's coming back, um, could you add to the list of uh, questions? Maybe walk us through the deposit of money into Kinetic, like let's say 10,000 UST, and then how much of that do we get to use immediately as... Um, like what? What do we get to borrow off that exactly, and what's what's the concept there?
3: Yeah. So um, on launch, um, the limit for uh, taking out loan will be fifty percent of the collateral. So if you put ten k in, um, you will be able to take out five uh, k kust. Um, but again, as the protocol becomes healthier, and as kind of we we feel like um, there's we've seen enough, and it's going well, um, and there's um, yeah enough liquidity for for K UST and so on and so forth. Um that's definitely something that can can be raised. But yeah, essentially in the beginning, um you could borrow uh 5K KUST.
5: Maybe provide briefly an example of why someone would want to do that exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. So um so let's say you have 10K um and essentially I mean you can just leave the 10K in, in your wallet and nothing happens to it, right? Um, but let's assume like the minimum of of things um, what you want to do is at least you would have it into anchor um, and then assuming the anchor rate um, (laughs) stays as is of course that's all uh, very very uh, vague assumptions but let's assume for now um, you have um, yeah you get your 19.5 percent in anchor um, which means after a year you have a certain amount right so but now you decide you want to spend 5k of your 10k um, collateral, essentially. So what you do is you go to anchor, you withdraw uh, 5k, and then you use that 5k and spend it elsewhere. And then of course, the, the amount that's now still earning the 19.5% in anchor is much lower because essentially you, you only have half of what you had in the beginning. So essentially, the yield will also only be Uh, yeah roughly half of what what it would be if you had the full amount still with kinetic um what you do is you don't lower your collateral so the collateral is still in yeah the full 10k collateral is still earning uh yield in in anchor for example but you can take out half of it without lowering it um and then doing whatever you want with the kust right so you can either you know, as I explained, if there's enough use case around it, you can go go and do something with the KUST, or you can just swap it back to UST and then spend the UST. But essentially, the amount that's still earning yield is um, higher than it would be as if you wouldn't use Kinetic and just um, take half of of your money uh, to cover for whatever the expense was. That's kind of the the most uh, basic use case. But then I think with with DeFi and then, uh, yeah, with looping and and all these sorts of things, and then with the phaser um, being seeded with funds, so the phaser earns extra yield, kind of on top of um, just what the protocol earns on the back end. Um, this could be much more attractive than uh, just putting your funds into Anchor, for example.
5: So, in in theory, just for everyone's like uh, like understanding here, so y- this ten thousand y- is going to generate theoretically two thousand in yield um but if you took out five thousand it's only generating if you borrowed half that it's only generating half that in yield so how in other words how long would it take for this to theoretically pay off uh like what are the scenarios for paying back and like you know and now how much more extra money do i have as a result of doing all this
3: yeah so for example um if you put 10k into kinetic you can take 5k out um, and then your 10K, if we assume 20%, um, it would kind of pay, pay back 2K two, two per year. So after two and a half years, um, your whole loan is paid back and you can take out the collateral or you can borrow more or uh, what, do what you want, essentially, right? So after two and a half years, I have um, these 5K that I initially spent. Um, I kind of have that uh, paid back. But if now instead I would take 10K and now I remove uh, 5K off of it right, and spend it, now I only have 5K. So in the same two and a half years, my 5K will only make, um, I guess, roughly two and a half K, right? Um, so instead of with the full 10K that unlocked from Kinetic, I would only be left with seven and a half K um, if I had just deposited into uh, Anchor um, for, for the time being. Hey Moonman, hey, Moon
6: hey, hey Sophia, it's uh, it's Mike from Angel Protocol. Um, I think it'd be fun to kind of go through that again, and if you'd like, since you know um, everyone's in the AMA, we could give a little alpha here. Uh, Moonman, if you want to kind of talk about how Angel will be potentially using the Kinetic Money Protocol to, um, you know, manage endowments for charities, that would be awesome. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think the little alpha is um obviously it's already known that we're um kind of partnering with Angel Protocol and we have a um a piece of our protocol fee um that will continuously go to, to Angel. So we're big fans of obviously what you guys are doing. Um but yeah, what's what's really interesting is um the the immediate kind of partnership we'll be doing um on launch is Ha- enabling donations in uh, KUST on on Angel. So that's something we'll probably talk more about or announce in the couple of weeks. But of course, we're always kind of brainstorming um, what could be other ways for, for Angel to, um, yeah, essentially leverage Kinetic. And I think one really cool use case is um, that for the charities, um, whenever they take out money or, for example, receive their, their payments um, what actually happens is um, that they don't lower their collateral that's sitting in anchor and and deposited but they actually take out a CB uh, CDP through kinetic um, so essentially that covers their kind of uh, monthly or, or yearly withdrawal while the collateral is still at the full amount and can basically earn uh, a high rate um, of yield so um, therefore enabling yeah a little more capital efficiency and enabling um, the charities to to make a little bit more, um, yeah, off of their their kind of uh, uh, donations.
6: Yeah, again, I think this is like a complete awesome use case for Kinetic, allowing charities to keep their endowments principle protected and, and ever growing, while also having immediate, uh, you know, funds to use if need be. So. Um, While well, Kinetic's going to be great for us users, obviously, um, you know, getting more capital efficiency, it's it's going to be great for other protocols to come up with innovative ways to, um, you know, utilize re, uh, repaying loans. So, um, really awesome stuff with Kinetics doing. I just wanted to jump up here and and talk about how it is somewhat its own primitive, right? So, thank you very much, Moonman, and SoFi and Orbital for for hosting this
3: absolutely super excited uh with with the partnership we're having with you guys
1: thanks mike hayden's having real trouble getting back into the space so the most exciting thing about kinetic for me is is the phaser can you give us a primer on the phaser for anyone that might not have heard of it yet please Moonman? man
3: yes absolutely um this is kind of the the place where mark would be perfect if he would be here because that's kind of his little baby, um, but of course, I'll give it a shot uh, at trying to explain it. Um, but yeah, if if um, if it's a bit unclear, um, go back to the, the video on Danko's uh, YouTube channel. I think that's explained really, really well. But essentially what the phaser is, um, it's a mechanism to swap KUST back to UST over time. So um, the phaser always treats um, KUST and UST one by one and the user can go there to swap their KUST. um, So they don't kind of have the risk of of the liquidity pool. Obviously, liquidity pool might be good enough in most of the cases, but if there should be anything um, where the peg is not at one, um, the user can always go to the phaser and swap their KUST to UST. Um, The way it works is you don't swap it right away. It's kind of more swapped over time. And it's basically, From the yield that is accrued by the phaser, um, the KUST gets swapped to the UST. So essentially what happens on Kinetic is when yield is generated or harvested rather, um, it pays down the global debt of the vault and the rest of the amount is going to the phaser. And with the money that is generated by Kinetic can be higher than just the anchor rate because you don't only have the collateral um, earning um, yield on on the back end you also have the funds that are in the phaser that earn additional yield. So uh, essentially, that means um, then the global debt can be paid down faster if there's, of course, higher yield, um, which makes this, this whole thing um, more attractive than if, yeah, there would just be kind of the linear yield coming from uh, the vault.
1: Awesome. That sounds like a great way to be um, making more money. How, how, how would you respond to like, I mean there's been a lot of stuff on crypto twitter recently and people getting concerned about the anchor yield reserve. So I mean if someone came at you and was like, "Oh, connect money, this is just like a slightly safer degen box. It's like it's just a parasitic protocol on top of anchor." How 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 would you address that?
3: Yeah, um that's a really really good question um and we are also talking to a lot of people on the anchor side, um, but in general in the community to really um, also brainstorm and try to make um, anchor safer. So outside of kinetic, just think how um, anchor yeah can be can be improved. So for us, it is really really important. Um, so that's also one reason why in the beginning um, we want to limit kind of the um, the borrow uh, limit that can be taken out to fifty percent to really um, kind of discouraged from the looping, which obviously was kind of the main, um, issue that I guess, uh, stemmed from, from the DGIN box. But yeah, we always have an eye on, um, the yield reserve, um, on kind of the anchor forum, what are kind of the things we can improve, uh, what we can, can help, uh, them. Um, so it's, it's definitely a big, uh, yeah, very important for us. So, um, Yeah, I guess um, we'll see in terms of um, how it develops, but we'll always have a close eye on and try to optimize Kinetic um, to a way where it doesn't happen to, you know, just exploit uh, the yield reserve uh, from Anchor.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your honesty on that one. We've got Triple Yak with his hand up. Triple Yak, do you want to come in with your question?
7: Yeah, sure. Can you all hear me? Yep. Great. Uh, thanks for doing this, Moonman. My question is, and and I missed the first few minutes of space, so forgive me if you already, but um, do you have plans on incorporating ex uh, Luna um, or some other form of uh, non-UST uh, based yield-bearing collateral uh, into Kinetic for people to borrow from, or is it just going to be um, AUST?
3: Yeah, um we've we've uh, spoken about this, so I'll I'll keep that answer uh brief. Um so essentially yes, um we launched with UST and AUST, but definitely on the roadmap are other
4: um baby shaki
3: do baby Okay. Um but essentially um yeah it's definitely on the roadmap. I think Luna K Luna will be kind of the, the first or immediate one after launch, um, but definitely. Any, any asset that the community feels um, there's demand for, um, obviously, through governance can be, can be kind of voted to um, yeah, be added. Um, I think it's very important in the beginning to kind of look at the first um, KUST, UST, and see how the protocol um, kind of evolves in terms of protocol health. Um, but I think, yeah, absolutely, we definitely want to add um, other assets in the future.
7: That's awesome. So, um, just to play a little bit of devil's advocate, if you do end up adding something like a X Luna or a B Luna, what, like, why go to anchor to borrow USP off of the the borrow area and anchor when we can have liquidation free almost as good through kinetic uh, through the kinetic protocol?
3: Yeah, that's definitely a good point, and that's why we also want to be a bit careful with, uh, the Luna and really spec it out in a way where, um, we don't take any demand away, um, from anchor, but that's absolutely a valid point where we, we have been doing some thinking around and, um, yeah, we will have to see, um, how that is going. If, if we feel like, um, we would take anything away from anchor, uh, from the borrow side, which then obviously would destabilize, um, the whole protocol, then that's probably something we have to be, very very careful in terms of how we design it but yeah that's absolutely a great uh, a great uh, point there
5: one last question oh go ahead no moon man i was gonna along these lines of multiple collaterals and whatnot um do you guys envision a person would take the have the possibility to take multiple loans like for example you know a slightly different loan on let's say Adam and then you know you would have a slightly different loan with Luna based on the the yield bearing potential or is the loan uh like all one big loan that you're taking and all the different collaterals contribute differently to paying that back you understand what i'm saying
3: uh i think i do um so essentially i think um the answer is that it will be asset by asset so essentially um, for example, a KUST loan, um, if we have the UST um, in the back end into anchor, then that would kind of repay the loan at a, a rate that's kind of, um, yeah, relating to the anchor rate. Obviously, the phaser um, can, could increase that potentially, but let's say um, it's kind of linear to uh, the anchor uh, rate. But then, for example, if it would be Luna, but Luna is only, um, yeah, having 9% or something um, APY. Then, of course, the repayment rate there uh, would be would be different. But then, of course, you would still have the exposure to the Luna price. Um, so essentially, no, there will be not one kind of global pool, but rather a asset by asset. Um, um, yeah. Scenario, if if that answers your question.
7: Nice. Um, one other quick question, and this is totally, um, you know, like a hypothetical, but you know how with Terra and with what doe has been talking about, Do Kwan, like how the holy grail is give people one place where they can spend money, you know, use money for payments, save money, invest money, generate a yield. Like that's what's happening in Terra trying to achieve all of that in one kick-ass ecosystem. I was wondering, have you had any conversations with the payment apps that are coming out, like Alice, Cato and some of these things? Like, potentially integrate something like kinetic money into those apps for people to get liquidation free uh borrowing potential.
3: Um absolutely so I don't want to um yeah talk any names here because um there's nothing that's kind of set in stone but we've talked to pretty much all of them and I think um yeah it's a very very interesting use case um especially in in scenarios where you have like a debit or or a credit card um because then what you can do is essentially integrating kinetic in a way where um, the user, instead of lowering his collateral again, takes out a CDP, uh, pays, and then kind of his whatever he spent is being paid back um, by the system. So that's definitely high on our priority list. Um, that's definitely a super a feature that we're super pumped about. Um, that's also why we'll have a kinetic SDK that will be um, essentially be available from launch on. So any project can kind of come and um, yeah, integrate the SDK, it will be as easy as integrating anchor SDK. Um, so it, yeah, it will, it will work exactly for, for these kinds of uh, uh, companies you mentioned. And um, that's definitely something we're heavily working on. That,
7: that is super exciting to me. And like the marketer in me immediately goes like, what if you can revolutionize the concept of cashback from after you spend the money to before you spend the money? get your future cash back today. <laughs> like that would be so cool.
3: Absolutely. And it's ultimately up to kind of the, the card provider, how they uh, kind of package the, the whole thing. It could be as simple as, um, yeah, or not as simple. That's probably the hardest for the user. But in terms of kinetic, it's as simple as ex- explaining kind of the, the, the loan um, being taken out, um, collateral is not lowered and so on and so forth but then that's probably something the user should not want to worry about. So yeah, it's really up to kind of the card issuer how if that's packaged as a cashback or just packaged as, as a higher yield uh, in the end. Um, but yeah, we are of course actively brainstorming uh, with them and there's definitely a few super interesting ideas like that.
7: Awesome. Thanks for answering my questions. If there are a lot of speakers that want to come up, um, feel free to you know, drop me down to the list. Thank you so much, Moonman.
3: For sure. Thanks for your questions.
1: I I love that as a soundbite, Triple yak. Get your future cash back today. Awesome. We've got um, Mad Tomic up. Do you have a question for Moonman?
3: Uh, Yes, I do. Um, Looking at the median article, I see you have an article that said uh, 35% of the airdrop is going to the, uh, I guess, the the three different uh, chains. What is the other 65%? it's going to uh, do you will you have like a paper updated tokenomic wise before the uh, launch uh yeah absolutely we'll publish the numbers um soon so we've been working on a roadmap right now that we should be able to release in the next week or so and right immediately after we'll have another article around um, token economics so that's definitely all going to come um before launch um i would have to look in the specifics but as far as i remember these 65 percent are fairly evenly split between our lock drop um, and our LBP. So these three kind of um, make up the, the genesis, um, yeah, the genesis allocation. And then there's also a small uh, percentage kind of for, uh, for the team and, and the dev um, fund, but obviously that's uh, locked for for two years. And then um, there will be liquidation incentives along the way. But in terms of the the Genesis uh, distribution, uh, most of what's not the airdrop goes to lockdrop and the LVP event. All right, thank you for that.
1: And Brian, do you have your question from Yeah, yeah. Hey, um,
8: I got a quick question. I I heard earlier that you were talking about some downward selling pressure on the K on the KUST, and I and I take it um, that's when people um, get their loan and they immediately want to swap it to UST. And I guess my question is, is what will be the use cases for KUST to kind of prevent that happening on a constant basis?
3: Yeah, um, so what we really want to do is we want to build kind of multiple different use cases around it. So, I mean, a simple one that we just mentioned would be, um, you know, donations on, on Angel Protocol being available in KUST. But essentially, wherever there's UST available for, uh, for a DeFi product or for just, you know, payment for something, that's where we kind of see um, KUST being integrated. But of course, um, outside of 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 uh, this, there's the mechanism in the phaser to swap KUST back to UST. So if people see that uh, the peg is a little bit low, they're highly incentivized to buy KUST off the market. Um, stake it in the phaser to swap it to UST at a one-to-one rate. So obviously, if they buy a the KUST lower than one dollar, um, they would do some or make some R profits there. Um, so that's kind of the different um, different mechanics on top of the liquidity incentives um, to keep the peg. Um, so yeah, essentially, we wanna we wanna yeah build a multitude of use cases around KUST. Um, to kind of prevent users from directly um, swapping them. Of course, there will always be users, um, I think especially farmers that then go for the looping, et cetera, that um, will do that. But yeah, we're we're looking to have quite deep liquidity pools from the beginning um, as well. And yeah, um, really seeing um, how how that goes.
5: Okay, thank you, man.
1: And we've got RIP. Oh, do you have a question? Hey,
8: yeah. Hey, uh, just, I guess I got a couple questions. Uh, one is, are we going to be able to use uh, an LP token uh, to, to uh, collateralize against, uh, to get our upfront money? Is that going to be possible?
3: Um, so, on, like in the beginning, um, that's not something that's possible. Um, but again, like any... Any kind of yield-bearing um, asset could technically uh, be used for for that, but it's just a matter of um, where's the demand, what do we want to integrate, um, and then ultimately it's up to protocol governance. But theoretically, this would work, but that's not something that will be available on day one.
8: Okay, great. Uh, second question is, um, you know, if, if I want to use this, you know, kind of like as income, uh, is it possible like every month to uh, keep, um, I guess, uh, re-upping the loan or or adding additional collateral or I'm sorry, borrowing, continuing to borrow KUST. So like if I put up, you know, 10 grand, I got five and then my collateral obviously goes up in a month. Uh, would I be able to generate more income from that? So basically every month. Maybe I'm getting a couple hundred dollars is that is that uh, do you understand what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, so essentially what happens is your ten k are starting to pay down uh, your five k loan um meaning that maybe after a few months you only owe four uh, and a half k um so but your uh, kind of debt cap is at five k still so you can take out additional um five hundred bucks so essentially at the rate where the protocol is paying down your debt, that's the rate where you can kind of take out um, additional loans. And then, of course, at any point in time, if you wish to um, increase your collateral um, from kind of outside capital, um, you can do that and and take out more loan as well. But I guess to answer your question, um, yeah, at the rate that the protocol is uh, generating yield is the rate that you can take out new loans.
8: Great. That's awesome. Third question is, uh, are you guys, I'm I'm assuming you guys are working with uh, Mars and, and, uh onna can you talk about uh how um your app integrates with them and how it benefits uh Terra users?
3: Sorry, you cut out a little bit there, Mars, and the other one was Prism or what was the other one?
8: Yeah, Prism, Lavana. Uh if if you're working with any of those, or is there any integration uh that you could speak about with uh any other protocols and ecosystem that would benefit uh people that use your platform
3: yeah so um again we're definitely looking to um integrate other or kind of open other walls for for different strategies in the future so kind of any asset um in the terra ecosystem that um is a yield bearing asset is definitely something that could be integrated so i think that's kind of um the the most straightforward thing we're kind of talking to um to most of these i think with prism um and Again, that's something Mark uh, and and the prison team loves to kind of brainstorm about is how do we integrate um, Y Luna into into the whole equation? So one um, one kind of way could be obviously to to leverage Y Luna as collateral, but then would get a little bit complicated because now then you take probably KY Luna out or something like that. Um, so so that's definitely something we would have to do uh, some more thinking around. But what what could also be really interesting is. Uh, taking why Luna um, as uh, collateral on top of your regular loan um, and then just enabling a faster repayment um, off of the loan that has been taken out so there's definitely a lot of uh, synergies and a lot of talking going out uh, going on in the background um there's nothing that I um yeah can publicly or tell you um, that's definitely a feature that will be in there by X um currently we're focusing on launch and kind of all the features that will be available there but um yeah absolutely that's definitely something we we've talked to almost on a daily basis to uh various teams in the terra ecosystem
8: great thanks moon
1: awesome great questions Rip. Um, frugal lunasek you're up
4: hey thank you uh so i had a question about like user risks so um i think somebody asked like what are the risks associated and you mentioned the risk that would be like on your side like if kusc loses its peg the users will like buy it for cheap and then like pay it back so that that essentially is i think i see like a being a risk being on your side but like what are the risk um risks that are associated with the users like i don't think they lose their collateral but like what if something happens to the yield bearing thing like if you can't generate yield, what happens in that case? So like whatever other scenarios you could think of, I would like to know about that.
3: Yeah, that's a, a really good question. So um, obviously there will always be the smart contract risk. Um, and of course um, our smart contracts are being audited and um, on launch or shortly after launch, um, we'll definitely have um, the audit stamp on, on the smart contract as well. And then obviously for every yield bearing uh, protocol, Um, that we're using, um, there's obviously an additional um, layer of kind of smart contract risk. Um, For that, um, essentially, I guess that's a a risk um, that everyone needs to be aware of. But I think that's a risk that everyone's uh, been already pretty comfortable taking with kind of all the Terra apps that are are out there currently. Um, The other risk is, of course, if one of the yield strategies that we um let's say use um basically doesn't generate yield anymore so for whatever for whatever um reason if anchor rate um if x ex- deposits let's say explode and it absolutely drops to single digits or even lower um there's essentially no user funds at risk what just happened what will happen is that the loan that's been taken out will um being paid down um not as quick as as initially thought um because the rate of repayment is obviously tied to the yield that is generated. Um, But on top of kind of all these risks, what our protocol will do is um, we've seen in a lot of other um, protocols that um, there's a certain percentage that goes, for example, to the community pool every month or or every, let's say, a certain part of the fee of the protocol goes to the community pool. Um, But then these funds are either not used or very infrequently, but the community pool um, is kind of keeps getting funded. So what we want to do, um, this is not something that will be live on on launch, but definitely something we will look into after, is how can we kind of reroute um, in a case where the community pool or the dev pool is overfunded, and um, where can we reroute um, a portion of the protocol fees into kind of an insurance contract or or a treasury essentially um, that can basically then act as safety for the users in case a kind of flex one event happens but yeah that's kind of the thinking we've been doing around um how can we protect users um yeah the best pretty much
4: uh okay uh, yeah that's what i wanted to know and like secondly um besides um mass protocol and prism i think like are you guys using like any specific vaults like for example nexus might be coming out with uh, a few different vaults and um I think eel foundry DAO or like eel foundry is also like building different vaults where you can like get stable APY. So are there any like I don't know you could you whether you can tell it or not, but like are there other protocols that you would be using in the background? Um so yeah, we initially will only start or, or not
3: only, but we'll initially start with Anchor. Um, and then kind of see where the, the user demand um, comes from. So we've definitely been looking at uh, several different strategies, um, such the ones that you mentioned, but also outside the Terra ecosystem. Um, so there's nothing kind of set in stone. And again, that will be very much up to the community. Um, our protocol will be decentralized from day one. Um, and there will be obviously every decision as such will go through community governance, um, and if the community feels um, there's another vault that should be added, um, then I'm sure it will will come to that. But, yeah, we're definitely actively exploring kind of all the strategies that are out there.
4: Great. Thank you very much. Awesome questions. Thanks for that.
1: It, it feels a little bit strange seeing Sefi as a speaker on a space, but not really hearing his voice. So, Sefi, are you um, wanting to come back with any big brain
5: or... I'm still Need alive. Um, <laughs> <friends>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just listening. All the questions are very good. I was kind of just soaking it all in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I just think about it from the it, like, how am I going to use this system? Is how I think of these things and like where where can I find utility? And um, to me, like it seems like I'm much more likely to me personally be much more likely to. Um, want to use like a proof of stake collateral, and then perhaps um, you know that way. I, you you are basically invested and have price exposure to that proof of stake collateral, similar to like Luna on Anchor right now. Um, and then you borrow your KUST, and then you can decide like what other price exposure you want with that. Either like you just use the self-replaying loan concept, or you you know, maybe invest that somewhere, something that's going to go up in value additionally, and then kind of go from there. I, I was thinking about this a little bit, you know, from the perspective of like, you know, so it's different coins have different yields, right? So like Adam right now is like 14%. It varies between 10 to 14 or so. And then Luna is like, you know, eight to nine or whatever. Um, you know, it, it seems like if I was using say for example a loan from kinetic and I got you know I deposited something um, and maybe I'm comfortable with a longer term loan on it but then I go and buy another collateral um, you know like Adam for example which has a much higher yield and then I could use that as a separate loan in theory so you you could sort of loop it in a sense without having to loop UST um, maybe some co- you can comment about some theory there as far as like um i don't know so like what you guys envision you would use it for if you had the protocol functioning in terms of multi-collateral um you know borrowing and then maybe some like theoretical strategy you know not financial advice directly but you know what i'm saying like just kind of like what do you envision as some interesting ideas of utility
3: um yeah that's definitely a very good question i'm not uh the biggest uh kind of farmer uh myself but i think what I envision um is is definitely kind of in line with what you said so wherever I already stake my token, so be it adam be it be it luna be it uh who knows um then to be able to still kind of be exposed to the to the staking rewards but also to the price uh the price uh fluctuations of the asset um to then that put into kinetic get a loan out um and then just um do whatever right like this can be uh again be used to to kind of then, as you explained, um, buy another asset that we can then put back in kinetic or I loop the same asset or um, I just use the um, go to the phaser, swap it to, to um, for example, UST or, or some other asset um, and do with whatever I want. But I, I think essentially and um, yeah, maximizing capital efficiency, if I use some of these um, stay, or if I stake in some of these already anyway um i think that for me personally is kind of kind of a big use case for sure
5: but by stake anyway i because you're giving up technically the staking yield component correct like or most of it or some of it what's the like in the self-repaying component of it are you keeping some of the is kinetic keeping all the yield is it like an anchor situation or is it different
3: um so essentially the yield is then paying off your loan right so um, yeah, you're giving up your yield, um, but you kind of have it in advance, right? So you can then deploy that yield, uh, that you have already somewhere else. Um, or you can do whatever you want. Essentially the protocol, uh, uses the yield, um, to pay, pay down your loan. Um, so yeah, essentially the yield is not, not gone. If you obviously just want to have it sit in your wallet, uh, you can, you can do that. But what you can do is deploy that, that, essentially that future yield uh you can deploy that already uh today uh and then essentially yeah this will uh compound and 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 more yield can be kind of farmed that way great cool i think that covers it
1: sounds pretty exciting now um we we'll safety see for the big brig, brig, big brain stuff you've got me for the small brain stuff I'm just thinking about the phaser. Is, is the phaser going to hold all different kinds of assets and be able to generate yield off all these different assets? Or am I just totally mixed up?
3: Yeah, no. Um, so obviously, initially, the phaser will have the KUST and UST, but essentially, the phaser um, will also be responsible to kind of facilitate the same mechanic um, across the other assets as well. Of course, um, kind of one challenge there is every time you add a new asset, um you also have want to make sure that you have enough liquidity around uh the asset pair, so if we would add luna um the luna k luna um also needs to be uh make sure that obviously the peg peg is stable so in the beginning we of course um put a lot of focus and a lot of the protocol funds to make sure that the k u s t u s t um pair is stable, but that's definitely something that needs to be kept in mind for any any kind of collateral that is added later which is why i also think that we with the community kind of evaluate really carefully what um will the next collaterals be so i don't envision this as something where there will be uh you know three months from launch now we have 25 different collaterals but more like really strategically think um which two or three uh different collaterals um will bring kind of the most use to the protocol but also to the users um and then really. Uh, be careful around how that is designed. Um, but yeah, back to your question, the phaser um, would kind of facilitate the same mechanism for the other um, pairs of uh, tokens. I,
5: I think if you expect to see um, some deep pegging between KUST and UST, like, it's almost like external investors would be needed to arbitrage that difference. Um, it is. Is the phaser does it function sort of as an investment tool where like, for example, let's say I throw a thousand bucks in there and it's going to basically arbitrage the difference between those two, or is it just is the phaser just simply a one-to- one swapping mechanism?
3: So the phaser is essentially a one-to- one swapping mechanism, but then what you obviously would want to do if the peg is uh, below or if the if the ratio of KUST and UST is below peg, what you want to do is you want to buy the essentially cheap uh, KUST off the market, um, and then you go to the phaser um, to swap it to uh, KUST and UST. So essentially any user, even if you don't have an, an open position in Kinetic, I mean, if you have an open position in Kinetic, of course, what you want to do is buy KUST off the market to um, close your uh, position at a discount. But even if you don't have a position open, and which means every every user out there can just um go to the phaser. Um if the peg is below, they just buy the KUST off the market, um, stake it in the phaser, and then basically arbitrage that way. So yes, this could be uh big players in the market, but it's essentially not limited to them. So any user um can kind of take um that to their benefit that the protocol treats these assets one by one. Um and that's kind of the way where we envision that um it will be very easy to ARB, which means um hopefully that um yeah if if the peg gets broken it hopefully will return uh to peg quite quickly
5: that the reason i say that is because i think that would be like a pretty good function for white whale or you know in a rebalancer type format like what nexus is building for us um like that could be like a ust kust uh rebalancer pairing which would be a fairly kind of you know well presuming that kust doesn't go completely uh, berserk in terms of losing peg it could be a fairly um good way for external investors to like participate in that peg maintenance and then get the arb yield off of it so just just a thought
3: yeah that's that's absolutely uh yeah no that's a really good point um we've been talking to White whale about kind of arbing in general um um already um so that's definitely something um, we've done some thinking around, but yeah, that's an absolute valid point, and um, I think that will be really cool too. The easier kind of the ARBing the is uh, being made, I think, The yeah, the better it will be for the protocol.
1: Awesome. And on that note, we've hit just about one hour, so thank you very much for joining us, Moonman. Is there, where where would you say the best place for us to keep up to date on the Kinetic Money Alpha? Is it your Twitter page?
3: Um, so I would say it's definitely the Kinetic Money Twitter page. Um, we have a telegram which is still closed for messages. And the sole reason for that kind of is that, um, yeah, because we didn't raise any money, we have kind of limited manpower that we're kind of completely focusing on launch. And once once we announce our launch sequence, um, we'll definitely open our telegram and really, um, yeah, be be there for questions. Um, but it doesn't mean you cannot send us questions. So send us questions on Twitter. Um, we will answer kind of anything um, Yeah, that, that comes in that's, that's not kind of a, a DM asking if we want to do some promotion or something like that. Um, so yeah, we're generally there to kind of answer anything for the community. Um, obviously, stay tuned to our Twitter, come to our Telegram. Um, once we open it um, before launch, um, we'll, we'll have all sorts of discussions in there as well. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of the main, uh, main ways to stay up to date for kinetic. And again, um, we'll have a launch, um, kind of a roadmap, um, a roadmap explaining our launch and, and how it will go. Um, we'll publish that in the next week or so. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and I'm sure we'll do a couple more of these AMA, uh, on Twitter as well.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll certainly be looking forward to that. Myself, yep. So thank you very much for spending time with us this evening, Moonman. Dr. Doscoin sends his apologies. He just couldn't get back on to the call. Apparently he's been listening, which is great. So he's been with us in spirit. And thanks everyone for your questions and for joining us this evening. Have a good night. Cheers.
3: Thanks so much, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Kinetic Money AMA and some updates hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Monday, February 7th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes, and check them out online at wefund.app. At luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue. When I'm losing my cool, like a bruiser in London, the rules are confusing, so let loose the juices and try not to act like they tightened up the noose. These fools are abused, like a problem stepchild. Rule in the coup with some modest exile. I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles. A comfy padded room where I'm walking my best miles. So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving I'm up with a platter of bait behind the curtain Up with the curse, it's absurd to swerve it Letting these nerds know the wait was worth it I'll perk it up while I stir in some bullshit This ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans Opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth It's getting on my nerves, so let's make them feel nervous privacy sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind you gotta wash the brain and erase the time now shut the fuck up while we wait in line